let us pray. Loving Lord God, I pray that through the written word and the spoken word, may we have a personal encounter with your son, the living word, in whose name we pray. Amen. Well, if you are like one of us, uh, you're familiar with shopping online, you're familiar with the online platform shopping, shopping on places like Amazon, eBay, Boohoo, uh, pretty little thing, is that one like that? I hear that from my daughter. I've got a daughter who loves that site. All her money goes to that site. If you shop in this online platform, you'll be familiar with waiting, waiting for your item to be delivered. In that waiting process, we make sure the front bell is working properly. We turn the TV volume down just in case the bell rings and we miss it. We put ourselves in this position of readiness because of the fear of missing that precious parcel when it is delivered. While we wait, we keep ourselves busy so we don't doze off. We stay alert and we stay ready for that knock on the door. There is a special knock that we Christians are all waiting for. Jesus spoke about that knock that will come to each and every one of us when he returns to take us all home. And so on this Christian journey, we have got a sign, a road sign that says, be ready, Christ is coming. If you see nothing, see that road sign that says, be ready, Christ is coming. I heard a joke about a young boy who was late for school. And when he turned up at school, the teacher asked him to give a very, very good reason why he was late for school. He thought about it for a moment, and he said to the teacher, as I was walking to school very fast, I saw a road sign that says, school ahead, go slow. So I slowed down, and that's why I'm late. <laughs> you see, not all signs are for us. Our sign this morning is a road sign that says, be ready. Christ is coming. In our lectionary gospel passage today, Jesus and his disciples are on this road, uh, traveling from Galilee. They were going on to Jerusalem, a journey where Jesus has set his mind to go to Jerusalem to lay down his life for our sin. After that event in the Mount of Transfiguration, they were on this journey, and they're still on this journey, and Luke is telling us, all the things that were happening on this journey. And so as they were on this journey going to Jerusalem, he warned his disciples against fear. He warned them against complacency. And he warned them against procrastination. Following on from that passage last week, he emphasized that disciples are not to be afraid. Fear not, little flock, Jesus said. You see, the type of fear Jesus is talking about here is not that fear that is part of our emotional alert system that warns us of danger so that we can stumble and fight or flee. This fear is the fear that my colleague here, Deacon Alice, spoke about last week. The fear that we will miss out. The fear that we won't have enough for our retirement. Fear that we won't have enough for tomorrow. Fear that disaster might strike and we will struggle. The fear for ourselves and for our loved ones. This type of fear is deceptive. 
It gives us a false view of who we are. And it gives us a false view of who God is. It magnifies the problem and minimizes God. It blinds us from seeing the potentials that are loaded in each one of you. That's what that fear does. It is very, very deceptive. This type of fear is also destructive. It locks us away from the blessings that are rightfully ours. This type of fear is also very, very deformative. It keeps us from growing. It keeps us from hoping. It keeps us from expecting. It's stuck the energy. It sucks the energy and the enthusiasm in us to expand. We are locked in this box, so scared that we don't want to step out. We're so afraid. This is what this fear is all about. It is deceptive, it is destructive, and it is deformative. It is a shackle, a chain that we need to break. And to overcome this paralyzing kind of fear that Jesus spoke about is to realize that God knows our needs. God knows the things you are praying for. He knows the things you are crying for. He knows the things you are believing him for. And because God knows our needs, we can trust him to meet our needs. We are to realize that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Fixing our eyes on the temporal things of this world for our peace of mind is a perfect recipe for fear. And so Jesus said in those opening verses of the gospel reading this afternoon, Fear not, little flock. The metaphor used here describes the relationship that you and I have with him. We are sheep in his little flock. We are safe from the wolves. We are safe from the predators of this world because Jesus, our shepherd, is near. With his rod and with his staff, he will comfort, he will guide And he will protect us. He is our good shepherd. So fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Little flock. Jesus is saying to all of us right here, right now, today. For your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Again, look at the metaphor used here. That should encourage us as well this morning because it describes the relationship we have with God. God is our father. We are children in his family and he will see to it that our needs are met, fully met. A reasonable father will not say to a son or a daughter who's come home from school and say, oh, daddy, look at my school bag. It's all snap. It's all gone. And you say, oh, no, you are going to use that bag until the end of the school year. No. You say, jump in the car. Let's go to Asda. Let's go to Tesco. That's the place I go when I buy those things from you. And you get them another school bag. That is how God is to us. He's saying, let's get to us. Let's get to that place where I can get your need. He wants to provide for us and he's able. We are children in his kingdom. And Jesus says he wants to give us that kingdom. So what is this kingdom that Jesus is promising here? The apostle Paul describes it beautifully for us in Romans chapter 14, verse 17. He says, the kingdom of God is not just eating and drinking. 
all this celebration and enjoyment that we seek after is not all these flashy cars and all this bling bling that we go after in life. It is far more than that. It says the kingdom of God is righteousness, is peace, and it is joy in the Holy Spirit. It is inner peace and satisfaction that is not regulated by how much we have got in our bank account. It is a peace of mind that is in us that is not regulated by the amount of cars that are packed in our driveway. It is a peace of mind that is not regulated by the amount of friends you have got on Facebook. It is the inner peace that flows from within. If God our Father is pleased to give us his kingdom, will he not give us our daily bread? Will he not supply all our needs according to his riches in glory? I think he will. But the challenge for us is to have faith in him. The kind of faith that Jacob stood in this lectern and read for us a minute ago. The faith that we read about in the book of Hebrews. The faith that gives the assurance of and confidence of the things that we hoped for. The evidence of the things that we have not even seen. This is the kind of faith that we need uh, to access, uh, to activate, to trigger these blessings from God. You see, it is the kind of faith that Abraham was commended for. He left all what he had behind, following God. Don't know where they are going, but just following God. Turn left, turn right. At the roundabout, go left, go right. So that was the first sat nav that he had. He was just listening to the voice of God. But by faith, follow God. That is the kind of faith, the faith that Abraham was commended for. That's the kind of faith that is required of us this morning. It is the kind of faith that Noah was commended for, to build an ark in readiness for rain in a period of drought and possibly a horsepipe ban that some of us have been threatened might come in as a result of the dry weather we are having. It is the kind of faith that the disciples were commended for. Come and follow me. Peter, James, and John, Jesus said to them, and you know what? At once, the Bible says, they left their boats and they followed Jesus Christ. We are invited to respond to God and to his call by faith because it is only, only by faith that we can please him. So let us trust him for our day-to-day -day needs and do not allow fear, do not allow fear to destroy us. And so as they continue the journey, perhaps Jesus was observing his disciples who were carrying all these heavy loads. They've got their iPad, they've got their uh, iPhone, they've got their wallets, they've got their bags, they've got all these things that they were carrying on this journey from Galilee to Jerusalem. And as Jesus observed them, Jesus could see that some of these things that they were carrying were slowing them down. These things were hindering them on the journey. So Jesus said to them, sell your possession and give to the poor. In other words, we are to be we are to get ready of that possessions that gets in the way of serving God. The things that makes us puff up in pride, thinking that we are better than other people, and even perhaps at times the things that makes us think that we don't even need God because we have got enough. We think we don't even need God because we have got more than enough. You remember the nine unthankful leopards? Like them, at times we come to God with our shopping list. God bless me with this, God bless me with that, God bless me with this. And when God blesses us, oh, we are out there, we are off. 
We've got all our needs. We're now with the big boys. We don't need God anymore. But we must remember to always give thanks to God. There is nothing wrong with having possession. It is the attitude we have towards our possessions that we should be mindful of. If anyone tells you that it is wrong to have many possessions, they have not read the Bible well. The emphasis here that Jesus was making is to say that we should not be slaves to the things we have. Not be slaves to the things we have. And if they stand in the way of serving God or being ready for the coming of Christ, Jesus says, sell them. Sell them and transform the lives of the poor people. If your right hand will prevent you from making heaven, your right hand will prevent you from going to heaven, Jesus says, cut it off. Come to heaven with one hand. They'll give you another one. Come to heaven with one hand. They will give you another one. In other words, Jesus was saying, brothers and sisters, nothing in this world is valuable enough to separate you from God. Diamonds, gold, frankincense, mar, all these things, yachts and mansions, they are not valuable enough to separate you and me from God. That's what Jesus means here when he says, if your right hand will prevent you from going, disconnect from it. It's not valuable enough to separate you from your heavenly father. In other words, nothing, nothing is that good to do that. We are to view our possessions as gifts and blessings from God uh, that can be used to promote God's kingdom on earth. God is interested in humble, humble Christian billionaires who will submit to the authority of Christ and his church. And if you've studied enough and God has blessed you with a job to be a billionaire, we pray for you, brothers and sisters. Go and make your billions, but remember to stay humble and submitted to Christ and the church of God. And Jesus continued to talk to his disciples as they journeyed from Jerusalem, or sorry, from Galilee going to Jerusalem. He now shifts the emphasis from being afraid about possessions in the present life and switch the emphasis to being watchful about the future, to prepare his disciples for his second coming. He gave them a beautiful analogy of a servant waiting waiting in readiness to open the door for their master when he returns from a banquet. The Jews in the days of Jesus, they know how to celebrate. They know how to party. Not for us here on a wedding, we'll party for a day or two. Seven days or more, they will party in those days. Seven days or more, the celebrations will be going on. But what is crucial in those seven days is that the the servant of the bridegroom will have to be alert because at any time the bride will come with the, the bridegroom will come with the wife or the husband now will come with the wife and they don't want to stand at the door and knock and knock and knock and knock. The husband will be in a hurry to get in the house with the wife so that they can relax and start their honeymoon. And so the servants will have to be ready with their clothes all tucked in on their belt, ready to rush to the door to open the door for their master when he comes. In that analogy, being dressed ready is first and foremost to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ this morning, I hope and pray that you will invite him into your heart and you can start your journey with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. Being dressed ready is also first and foremost as well. It's also for us to be uh, equipped and clothe ourselves with good works. 
It is to do unto others what you want them to do to you. It is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. It is to love your neighbors as yourself. It is to put on the whole armor of God so that we are fully dressed. Put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, ready to serve God in this present age as we prepare for the coming age. We are to be dressed ready for the work of God at all times. Are there things in our spiritual wardrobes that might slow us down? Are there things in our spiritual wardrobes that will slow us down or stand in the way of serving Christ? Yes, we are all dressed, we will say this morning, but we can be improperly dressed. We can be improperly dressed. Remember David, when he came out to fight with Goliath, he was given an armor. And when he was dressed up, they were too heavy for him. He couldn't move. He couldn't turn around. It was too heavy for him. So what he did, he told them to take them off. Take them off. I want to be myself. I want to fight the way I used to fight. With my God and not with the ammo. Take them off. There are things that we too need to take off this morning from our spiritual attire. Perhaps take off unforgiveness. Perhaps we have to take off greed. Take off idolatry, the things that stands in the way of God. Take off immorality. Take off pride. Take off the act of sin that hinders us from being ready for the coming of Christ. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, instruct us to lay aside every weight. Every weight that will slow us down and to be prepared to run the race with patience. Be dressed ready for service and keep your lamps burning. Jesus said to them in Luke chapter 12, verse 35. Part of this readiness is to have our lamps of our lives lit and the flames going. So we are not stumbling in the darkness of this world when Jesus comes. Prepared people are to keep their lamps burning. So where there is darkness... Darkness of conflict. We can bring God's light as peacemakers and extinguish the darkness. Where there is darkness of grief, we can bring God's light of healing. Where there is darkness of pain, we can bring God's light of comfort and comfort the people of this world. This world needs the light that you have got. So when you volunteer in a food bank, when we help the refugees, when we care for the poor, when we meet the needs of the needy, when we give our tithes away, to the needy so that schools and communities will have water, clean drinking water. They will have pews or chairs or benches to sit on in class. We are shining the light of Jesus in this world. What are you involving that shines the light of Jesus in the world? Think about it. Unfortunately for some people, the lamps are blown out. The things of this world have shook the light out of them. And the danger here is that the coming of the Lord will be unannounced. The coming of the Lord will be unexpected as the thief will come in the night. So Jesus will come unannounced. If the trumpet of God is to sound today like the five foolish virgins in Matthew chapter 5. If the lamps of our lamps, our oils are out. If the lamps that we have are without oil, we too will be left behind. So today is a good opportunity 
a brilliant opportunity for us to rekindle our relationship with God, to keep our lamps burning again. We are not the only one waiting for Christ's coming. Our Heavenly Father is looking, just as the father in the story of the prodigal son was looking, watching and waiting, looking for that son to come back. So God is looking and waiting and looking down for us to get ready so that his son will come to get us. God himself is waiting, waiting for us to refuel our lamps, waiting for us to refuel our lamps with the oil of the Holy Spirit, waiting for us to be ready for his son. Finally, the remarkable good news in this passage is that our king will minister to each and every one faithful, us, faithful servant when he greets us on his return. He will be the one wearing the apron. He will be the one cooking the barbecue. He will be the one serving the food. He will be the one asking you, are you okay? Are you all right? Because you have been faithful in this life. Continue to be faithful. Don't be ashamed of being faithful. Be faithful to Christ because that is what we are called to be as we wait for him. So let us be the prepared people because what we are waiting for is far more important than a delivery from Amazon. It's far more important than a letter from the home office. It's far more important than a letter from uh, your lawyer, your solicitor, your doctor. It's far more important than a letter from the monarch. We are waiting for a knock from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. From Jesus who promised to come back to us, to take us to that promised place that he has prepared for us. And so in our watching and waiting, in our looking above in readiness for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the prepared people, Jesus is saying to you all today, fear not, little flock. Do not be slaves to your possessions. Do not be complacent. Be ready. Be vigilant. Be prepared. For your king is on the way.